You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to a brand new episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I am your host, Johnny Heller, coming at you um, just about maybe an hour after the Phillies made their first round draft choice of Mick Abel, a high school pitcher. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ty Daubert. Ty, what's going on? I'm not going to lie. I was pretty shocked at the pick. Um, I, I saw a notification on my phone that somebody reported that it looked like it was going to be able, and I almost didn't want to believe it until I saw it on my TV because just from what we heard going into the draft, it seemed like they were not going to take a high school pitcher. They haven't taken a high school pitcher since – 2012 in the first round uh, and that was in the comp round and then going back to the actual first round you know the first 30 picks before that it was Jesse Biddle in 2010 so they really have not that that hasn't been their uh, you know their game plan in recent years it but I guess that they figured uh, Abel um, is a talent that was probably closer to top 10 ish. And just because teams haven't been able to see him because of there being no high school baseball this year, I, I guess they figured that the, you know, his talent outweighed the risk of taking a high school pitcher in the first round. Um, but it just seemed like they weren't going to do it for a while and uh, they did it. So we're here to talk yeah. about it right now. We'll do a short little pod for you guys and we'll talk about Mick Abel for a while. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you were surprised. I was definitely surprised. Um, you know, just reading like mocks from Keith Law, he said more than once that he did not think the Phillies were going to take a high school pitcher. Like you mentioned, they haven't taken a high school pitcher in the first round in, in almost a decade. Um, so it, it definitely came as a surprise. There were some guys still on the board who um, had been at least somewhat linked to the Phillies recently. Uh, I think Cade Cavalli was a guy that um, you know, talking to you, you thought maybe they would take him then and even talking to a couple other people at Phillies Nation, that kind of looked like it was where they would be going based on who was on the board then. I don't think Cavalli's been picked yet, actually. And we're, we're 25. He got, picked by, he got picked by the Nationals at like 22, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so he was, he was picked uh, seven or eight picks after the Phillies. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, definitely a surprise. But I mean, what, what do you have on... Abel, why, why do you think they decided that um, he was the best guy there? You know, we, we talked about uh, on the last pod that we didn't think they would take a high school pitcher. And we were talking about that in relation to Nick Bitsko, who um, was taken by the Tampa Bay Rays uh, earlier tonight. But we didn't really even talk about Abel at all. It just didn't seem like that was a possibility. Uh, but, I mean, what, what sticks out about him that, that led them to make this pick? Yeah, so before I uh, say anything, there is a fire alarm going off in the background. So if you can hear that, uh, I apologize, everybody. But yeah, the reason we didn't really talk about Abel was because it just didn't seem like he was going to be their pick. Uh, we talked about Bitsko because they had some local connections to him uh, and people were talking about it. And I think we talked about whether or not it was actually realistic or just people hoping kind of because he was the local guy. Um, 
the thing the thing with Bitsko is um, he's like a whole year younger than than uh, Abel, who the Phillies did end up uh, taking. So he he was like he was a bit more um, of he was an even riskier pick, I think, just because he was younger. People have seen him even less, but uh, you know the stuff was a little more interesting. Uh, it felt like he had a lot more. Well, I wouldn't even say a lot more, but it seemed like you could see him being, you you could imagine him being a lot more, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I think it's quite possible that they're both like solid uh, two-ish starters, like borderline aces if everything goes right. And obviously in developing a player, not everything does go right. It just seemed like, uh, you know, it, if you if you were going to go, on somebody for like their most potential that you could hope that they become a few years down the road. I think that um, Bitsko was probably the pick, but Abel is still really good. And I think he's probably a, a safer bet to be really good than Nick Bitsko. Big kid, six foot five, um, hard fastball that I sits like mid, mid nineties, um, big curveball And a pretty decent changeup. I think that um, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, that looks like it could play, uh, you know, usually high school pitchers don't have to throw a ton of changeups just because uh, the, the hitters they face aren't that good. They can usually get by with their first two pitches, but it does seem like Abel has a changeup that'll play. And it, it just, you know, it was a good pick. I, I think I'm just kind of surprised that, they went there. High school pitchers are inherently risky, but I think that Abel does have a good chance of being a good player. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think to what you said, you know, he's he might not have quite the ceiling of Bitsko. Bitsko might have a little bit of a higher ceiling, but his ceiling is still really high and his floor is a lot higher. I think he's definitely a safer bet than Bitsko, even though no matter what high school arm you take, there's definitely a lot of risk involved. Um, and so, so one thing that uh, Tim Kelly, Phillies Nation, pointed out after the pick is that uh, making Abel the guy uh, means that there is definitely going to be a gap between, you know, Spencer Howard's probably coming up this year if there's baseball. And then you look at the Philly system, there isn't really anybody that, that stands out as someone who's going to be a front line or even, like, number two or number three starter for the next few years. So, you know, a high school pitcher, that's going to take probably four-ish, five years um, for a guy like Abel to, to make the, the majors. So it is interesting they'll have that gap um, in, in someone coming up. Obviously, they traded Sixto Sanchez to the Marlins for JT Romuto. Um, is there anybody in the system just uh, who you think can, can make a leap? Or do you think it's going to be until Abel – if, if Abel does uh, stay healthy and, and um, cruise through the system, do you think it's going to be waiting until him for the next frontline guy? Yeah, so I don't think there's any frontline guys um, like what you, hope, what you would hope Abel would be if you're the Phillies or what Spencer Howard appears to be. Um, I think the Phillies still hope that Medina could be something, but it doesn't look like he'll be a frontline starter, maybe a back end starter or a reliever. Um, other than that, maybe, maybe they're high on somebody like Damon Jones. Um, 
some somebody like that who could come up, you know, pretty soon. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't feel like a frontline starter. He if if he can stick as a starter, seems like the ceiling is probably more uh, middle of the rotation. And um, you know, Francisco Morales is still a few years away. They hope he can develop. So I, I think you're right for front of uh, the rotation type of starters, it could be a few more years. But at the same time, uh, you know, by the time that Abel is like 21, 22 years old, they'll, it, they should still have, a, you know, one, two, three of Aaron Nola, Spencer Howard, and Zach Wheeler. You know, you figure around – within the last year or two of Wheeler's contract, then you hope that uh, you hope Abel's up if you're the Phillies. So maybe they don't need that front of the line starter in between Howard and Abel, but uh, who who really knows? Who really knows uh, at this point? Yeah. And, and um, I agree. Definitely. You know, having that, that solid rotation core of, of Nola Wheeler and, Howard all on the books through at least I think uh, 2024. Um, so yeah, that's that's four or five more seasons of all, all three of those guys. Um, and and also there's money coming off the books the next couple seasons. So maybe they go out and sign someone else. But um, don't want to take this too far on a tangent. Um, so uh, what are you looking for the Phillies to do tomorrow? Um, obviously they don't have a second round pick, but they have picks in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Um, any players that you're looking at? Um, obviously there's so many names to look at, but, um, any like, you know, type of player you're looking at that, that seems likely that the Phillies would go towards? Um, I think they'll probably, because they went with a high school pitcher, they'll probably go for, uh, you know, a little more safer picks guys. They think will um, will definitely have an impact not definitely but a higher chance of having an impact at the major league level so you I think you'll probably see some more college players but uh you know just like today we thought they'd go with uh college players but if they see a high schooler they really like and they want to bet on the talent they think it's worth the risk they'll probably do it yep um i agree and so uh before we wrap things up just just one more thing uh so this is Brian Barber, new scouting director, this is his first pick as, you know, since he joined the Phillies organization. Do you think this signifies any change in philosophy? Do you think that the Phillies have been against, uh, specifically against uh, drafting high school pitchers this early and he kind of um, brought a change to that idea? Or do you think it's just kind of been uh, more coincidental that they haven't been drafting that route the past eight years? Um, well, you know, the current front office has only been there since uh, 15, the, the, yeah, the end of 2015. So yeah. they've only since the 16 draft and, uh, there was really no clear number one overall pick, uh, in 2016 and they took Moniac in, in 17. It looked like they, uh, were just kind of going for a bit of a safer kind of pick. So they went with Adam Hazley he is a high, higher, um, he has a higher floor and uh 18 you know bohm was just pretty obviously the best pick there for them and then last year bryson stock kind of fell to them so i i don't know if they're um you know against high school pitching it just seems like 
especially since Moniac, they've been going with with the guys who seem like more of a sure thing. But uh, it's also kind of too few drafts to really tell um, because because like I said, no clear pick in in sixteen. And then Bohm was just so much uh, – he was just obviously the pick. So that only leaves, like, a couple other drafts to kind of tell by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so before we wrap things up, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Intriguing pick uh, by the Phillies. I, it really did shock me, especially with some of the other players on the board, like you said. Um, the Orioles, I don't know if – Going with Kerstad at number two is going to be the right pick, but it made my night a whole lot more interesting. It made a a more fun watch. Uh, So I thank them for that. Yeah, it definitely the the first few picks didn't quite go as uh, people had expected. So definitely lots of surprises tonight. Um, We'll probably be back with another episode within the next couple days. Um, after the Phillies make the, their final three picks. One more pick, draft. or one more thing, one more thing. Yeah. I said this on Twitter. Tim, back me up on this. Marlins are going to have a good rotation coming up soon. That Meyer was a good pick, and they already have a pretty good rotation core. Phillies are going to have to watch out for the Marlins because that rotation Marlins, is going to be legit. Marlins might win the division. Short season Marlins. 50-game season Marlins. Yeah. Could be good. We've talked about this probably five times on the podcast. Uh, I think the first time it was a joke, but I think we've. I, I was into never it. joking. The, the Marlins are good. Marlins are better than the Nationals. Uh, on that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap things up. Like I said, we'll probably have um, another episode, maybe, maybe Thursday, maybe Friday, um, just wrapping up the Phillies' other three picks. Definitely a weird field of this draft, obviously, because there are only the. The five rounds usually, you know, it goes on for a few days and there's upwards of 40 rounds. So thanks to everyone for listening. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for some more episodes. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.